Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back on a Monday night here on the Chase Thomas podcast, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and I am joined as I am during this time every single week to talk all things NFL. It's Mister Evan Swords, but I'm not alone, and just really, really struggling to remember how that whole last name business goes because Mr. <laughs> Burner Swords went national and not only did he go national, they didn't know how to pronounce your last name either. They didn't, didn't they? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but you know what? I, uh, it, it was, it was cool to, mm. to, to get to go and hop on the radio. Mm. Um, always love to be able to do that, especially in, you know, in the city of San Francisco. So that was, that was pretty dope. How did it go? Do you get nervous? I actually don't. Um, to be honest with you, I've always kind of felt like maybe radio was like this long lost job profession that I should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause whenever I go on, I feel very comfortable and I really, I do feel like it's like a, I don't know, a place that makes sense for me. I'm really bad at getting interviewed and I'm really bad at like being on the opposite end. Like the position that you're in on this podcast, I'm not good at it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I can understand, right? I totally understand how it can kind of feel awkward or weird or whatever, but I don't know what it is. I, uh, I, you know, I think especially when you're talking about the things that you love or that you're passionate about or even like the things that you're just like comfortable with, right? That you're confident in the knowledge that you have. I think it makes it easier. I don't know if I could I could be as useful um, talking about like maybe the NBA, which is obviously not something that I'm – as into mm. I think you could hold your own I think you can hold your own um, but it's also just that like for I think your personality is consistent across all mediums right like I feel like you're the same person on this podcast that you are uh, in real life at a bar in an office setting I feel like it's it's pretty pretty linear for you that is you don't know how accurate that is <laughs> for good or for bad I have always been told and told others that like i don't know how to be any other way than i am like you don't have to worry about me lying you don't have to worry about me like leading you astray like i'm gonna be this for good or for bad (laughs) you know i just did I, i don't think i know how uh how not to be that's okay that's okay see like you're not in your own head like i'm an in my own head person and like when i get interviewed i get interviewed a couple weeks ago and i just I get nervous and I don't know like I, I just I, I feel like I have to get all my thoughts out in a really really fast fashion like I just feel like I'm about to pass out because I try and get everything out and I just I talk so much faster when I'm on the opposite end here and not being in control and not being uh, on top of things I don't know for me it's just uh, significantly more difficult I found yeah I mean I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's just about what you can control and what you can't control. And I think sometimes the things that you can't control can make you a lot more nervous than the things that you can control. That's true. That's true. Well, Mr. Swords, how was your uh, football watching weekend? You know, honestly, I went to three San Francisco 49ers games in a row and they lost three games. Mm. And uh, I watched this one at home mm. on the comfort of my couch, incredibly hungover, and mm-hmm. they won. So is this going to be the the routine now? I have a ticket to next week's Cardinals oh, no. game, and I will not be going. <gasps> oh, you're not going? Yeah, I mean, so I wasn't going to go. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give away the ticket. I think to some, you know, someone that deserves it. I think it'll be a cool thing to do. Okay. Uh, but is it a surprise? Uh, I haven't decided who yet. I've got some people oh. in mind. Okay. Um, but one thing that I do want to do is uh. You know, I I, I got the, I got lucky. I got, so I've got good friends. Uh, my mm-hmm. friend has I think this story is hilarious. Has season tickets to the Rams, uh, game, Rams games. Mm-hmm. He is not a Rams fan. He just did it more as like a kind of like a an investment opportunity, right? And he's also a Giants a fan, and they played the Giants this year. Whatever, whatever. Wait, he's a Rams um, fan and a Giants fan, or no? No, he is the owner of Rams season tickets as okay. an investment purpose, but he's a Giants fan. Okay. Um, but so he, if you're familiar with the, the K-pop sensation band BTS, I'm not. <laughs> okay. So they are like 
all jokes aside, very much like this this generation's Beatles. Okay. Like the, in Korea, all over the world, like they have psychotic fans. They are hmm. notorious. The BTS army was notorious for uh, during the Donald Trump world, whatever. I think they like they like mass spammed like some internet thing, like survey or something. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't. They're they are like their fan base is like rabbits, like crazy fan base, and they're millions of people. It's crazy. Uh, they're very known for being like the craziest music fans in the world, um, and so as a season ticket holder, right, you obviously get the rights to all concerts, right? You can buy your seats for cost, you know, what, 50, 75, 100 bucks, whatever it is for the tickets. So he made all of his money back and a little more on his year of season ticket costs, reselling those BTS tickets. Hmm. So he was going to be out of town this weekend and he just casually was like, Hey man, I know your friends, your friend uh, is a Titans fan. They play this week. Uh, do you want all four tickets? You don't have to pay me. He's like, I've already made my money back. So rather than going to the 49ers game, I am going to bring my, my best friend, uh, to come watch his Titans in person. Well, that's going to be a little bit more disappointing than it was 24 hours ago. I think. Yeah. My gosh. That is just brutal. Just brutal. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, um, you can get all the tickets you want for these Falcons games because I don't know if you saw the attendance and what it looked like in the building for the Panthers game yesterday, but it was just as depressing inside as it was for me on my couch uh, taking my notes watching this deplorable football team in action. A great way to spend uh, two and a half hours. But, um but yeah, Falcons are bad. We'll get to them in a second. I want to start off with your team first. It's time for our first segment. It's it's our time, our team, Mr. Swords. Um, the 49ers and the Falcons both played this weekend. Your Niners, though, come out with the dub. Um, the the Bears keep... I mean, they were in it for the majority of the game. Uh, good late field goal from San Fran to, to clinch it. Good Jimmy Garoppolo game. Ran in a score. Fearless Jimmy G. And it's I, it's a delight. Like um, one of the, the the cool things about potting with you, man, for years is that I've come to know a lot of the the Forty Nine er personalities that you interact with, and seeing them, and Mr. Cone, and all those guys, and just how you guys live and die week to week with the Shanny and Jimmy G and Trey Lance stuff is it's a it's a wild ride week to week. Um, Falcons Twitter is is nothing like that, um, but walk us through what happened in the in the um bears game what did you see what did you like um any fields jimmy g takes what did what did you make of it yeah i mean so i think actually we talked a little bit about the radio hit that i did the other day uh and it's all right we get it you did a radio hit you didn't do the show you were doing other things i'm really happy for you that's great (laughs) yeah you know i mean really it was a it was a personal vendetta i'm glad you're happy what it comes down to (laughs) It was all in, all despite you. Um, no, but I mean, so really what it came down to is, is they asked me, they're like, you know, what is it going to take for Jimmy, you know, for you to be out on Jimmy? And what is it going to take for you to think that the season will be salvageable? And I, was, and I said, you know, for Jimmy, I was like, I've never really thought that Kyle has kind of let him play the game that he needs to play. And like, we all remember how well Jimmy played uh, the first five games before Kyle really had you know, embedded his offense into Jimmy's mind. Um, I've always thought that, you know, he doesn't let Jimmy throw as much and he's always, you know, kind of puts the handcuffs on him. And I was like, so I don't think I'll ever be out on Jimmy. I just don't think him and Kyle really get along. Uh, But that said, in order for them to win this game and make me have, you know, hope in the season, I was like, they got to use their talent, Mm. right? They haven't, they haven't gotten the ball to Ayuk for, six games mm-hmm. there was rumors that you know we talked about there was rumors that he uh missed curfew the first week and maybe was in the doghouse because of that uh that's actually something that's not being reported it's something i heard kind of personally um obviously who knows you know rumors are rumors but it's a source that i trust um but you know so we go six weeks Ayuk's not getting the ball and i go you, you got to play your talent right jimmy has to has to play a full game right he has to play well um, you 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 need to beat them handedly, double digits. 
These things have to happen if you're going to win. And and you look and it's like all of the things that we were excited about in the beginning of the preseason, you know, free agency, all the above, everything worked out. Now, granted, the Bears are pretty pretty bad team, right? No one can argue that. No Khalil Mack, no head coach, which also could have been actually a good thing for the Bears because Matt Nagy's terrible. Um, but they're you know the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Terrible offensive line. Uh, but what we did see is Samson Ivukam, who is a free agent that we signed for a lot of money from the Rams, uh, was meant to, to to be kind of a really big signing to be on the opposite end of Bosa, especially with D. Ford kind of up in the air about whether or not he's going to be healthy. He got a sack. Second, you know, it was second place in terms of pressures on the team behind Nick Bosa. That was kind of the expectation that we were looking for this year when we had Nick Bosa and him opposite of each other. Uh, Jimmy played really well, right? Two rushing touchdowns, um, you know, threw for 322 yards, no interceptions. Really, honestly, like he had a deep ball pass to Debo. It was like a 55-yard pass. I mean, when I watched Jimmy play uh, against the Colts you know I was seeing on that final drive uh, we didn't get to talk about this but on that final drive I saw Jimmy make these throws that everyone says he can't make Mm. right and that's kind of where I'm coming from when I say that I don't think Kyle lets him do the things that you know people think well Jimmy can't make those throws whereas I think that Kyle doesn't let him Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in that Colts game, we saw some of that towards the end on the, one of those hurry-up offensive drives where Jimmy plays his best. Um, this game, beautiful deep ball to Debo, 55 yards, incredible. We saw Elijah Mitchell, who is quickly becoming the new, you know, crazy breakout running back under Kyle Shanahan, whether it was Matt Breida or Raheem Mostert. You know, uh, Elijah Mitchell was 137 yards. And a touchdown played incredibly well. Debo. Debo is the best receiver in the NFL right now. No one wants to talk about it. Considering the fact he's got the second place for yards right now mm. and first place, who we all know is also having an incredible year um, on the Rams, Cooper mm. Cup, is a game ahead of Debo. So, like, Debo had 171 yards yesterday. Uh, he, he very well might beat. Andre or Calvin Johnson's record. It's just my point as I ramble through all of this is there were really so many good things. Everything that you wanted to hit, hit. Everybody that you needed to succeed, succeeded. Kyle Juszczyk continues to be an incredible blocker. Charlie Warner is a young uh, tight end that has kind of been in the, you know, the third, play, third place backup spot behind Ross Dwelly with George Kittle out. Charlie Warner's come in and become one of the best blockers in, on the team. We might have a real true number two tight end. I mean, like, these are little, little things, right? The offensive line is ranked number six in the NFL right now. And then, you know, against the Bears, they looked like the best offensive line in the NFL, once again, without Khalil Mack. Um, so, you know, lots of good stuff. It's exactly what you needed to see. Uh, but like I said on Sunday, it was great to see it happen, but now you want to see him do it against a good team. So are you optimistic about the season being able to be turned around at this point? I don't know if I'm optimistic. I don't know if I would even be able to answer that. I really wish Kyler was playing this week when the 49ers played the Cardinals. Is that confirmed he's me, not playing? Uh, it's not he's day-to-day, I, good, but I saw. It's not, it's not looking good, but it's not confirmed. And even still, him hobbled. You know, what I wanted was... You know, a healthy Kyler Murray, right? Because that's what you want to see. If when you see the 49ers come out and are are good on all facets of the game, offense, defense, special teams, they win the game. It's against the bad Bears team, right? Without Khalil Mack. Now I want to want to see them do it against a good team, and the and the Cardinals could have been that. So, you know, I'm I'm week to week. I'll tell you that much. That's okay. That's okay. Um, the Falcons three and four mirage is just. Um, it, it's this is not a three and four football team. This is a. I mean, then again, you look at the Vikings record and it's like that. That doesn't seem right. And you go up and down the list, but um, I don't know. I think the. It just depends on what your expectations are for the because like the division's gone. Like that one, we can just cancel out. The the Rams are winning this division. Like we can go 
ahead and pencil that one in. The the Rams are winning this division. I people can keep uh, buying the Cardinal stuff. I think we're starting to see the ripples a little bit. Um, JJ Watt now gone for the year. Um, I'm still. I don't know. I'm just not a long-term believer in Cliff and this group until we see it for 18 weeks. Um, I, I just the Rams have the staying power. I think um, to keep this thing going at seven and one. So if I had to compare the two, I think it's still I'd be pretty floored if the Rams don't win this division. But either way, with the, the, both these teams being seven and one, what the Niners can do, I just wonder how much that affects john lynch's calculus uh, as the season moves along of like is he more active selling certain parts he doesn't want anymore or is he a buyer and he's like i still want to play for one a wild card spot because there's an extra one and this is still a group that could be dangerous come playoff time um you joke about the jimmy g stuff but do you actually think that that's something that even interests him in the slightest to move him midseason? we just don't really see that very often no, like that's no, not an nfl gonna thing to it's move never gonna happen yeah. It doesn't matter. Here's the reality of it. And you talk about like the fervor that is 49ers Twitter because it is a very ridiculous place. Mm-hmm. I think a lot more ridiculous than most fan bases. It's up there. Um, fans like have it out for blood with Jimmy. Fans want Jimmy to be a bad quarterback so bad. You know, and we 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 were talking about it the other day about when they wanted Steve Bono to 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 play over uh, Steve Young, you know, we talked about back in the day when they wanted like uh, Blaine Gabbert to play over Cap and they wanted Nate Davis and all these people to play over Alex Smith. Like 49er fans, when it comes to the quarterback, are fucking are fun, <laughs> fun, fun loving psychopaths. Uh, I mean, they really are. They're psychopaths. They are. Um, <laughs> they have such high expectations and absolutely no rhyme or reason or logic when it comes down to it. And like Jimmy hasn't been perfect. He has had his mistakes, but he also has played well in a lot of, a lot of games this year. And Kyle was asked, uh, I think the other day, or maybe it was this morning or something like, you know, Jimmy this. And he's like, yo, Jimmy's played really well. He's like, he played well in the beginning. He, you know, we, he, he did a lot of good things for us, but the defense lost one game. He goes, he got injured. He came back and he played really well. He's like, Jimmy's played well. Jimmy's not the problem. And it's like fans will hear that and still go, yeah, they're going to trade him. They got to trade him. They got to trade him. You know, Trey Lance started one game against the Seahawks and he ran 16 times and hurt his knee, you know. And like I just it's just there's no world in which Jimmy Garoppolo is getting traded this year. He's going to finish the season. And I do think that they can win with him. But, yeah, no, absolutely, like, less than zero chance. They did a locker room speech video when Kyle was giving out game balls. And when they said, we're giving the game ball to Jimmy, and Kyle gave his little, you know, he's had his back against the wall, blah, 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 speech. I've, I mean, they, the, the, the team erupted. Erupted. Mm. Like, they love Jimmy. And, like, fans just need to accept that. They just hate him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it just – it doesn't make it easy when you have somebody like Trey Lance, too. Like, just sitting there. And just when you have the quarterback that you invested uh, the future to, I think it just makes people, people anxious. Just look at how Bears fans are handling fields. Look at uh, the weirdness when Mike White goes off for the Jets. <laughs> um, with Wilson down, Trevor Lawrence. What is that, though? Mike White did better than Trevor or than Zach Wilson ever has. Who didn't see that coming from Mike White, though? Mike White was a Western Kentucky legend. Um, when we, you saw that when you were grinding Western Kentucky Hilltopper tape when he was coming out of college, that you were like, yeah, this dude, if you give it him in the right spot in a week eight matchup or something, that he can make some stuff happen. I know you Listen, were. Listen, man, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I like you just explained it, and I still don't know who, what you just said or who he is. <laughs> um yeah no that was that was bonkers but we'll get to that game um because that game was weird for a lot of reasons but um for the falcons all i can really say so i don't know if you saw matt ryan got stepped on in this one gushing blood everywhere um that yeah, was i started him over jimmy garoppolo i mean that was fair this pan- like this was the thing is like the panthers are bad like the panthers defense is strong shaq thompson and mike davis had a mini feud going on throughout this one they were really going at each other hitting the crap out of each other um darnold's awful like that was something i just jotted down i'm like sam darnold he almost got robbie anderson killed um i think it was eric harris who came in and just 
launched himself. It was a legal hit, but he like just almost killed Robbie Anderson because the the ball was behind. So Robbie Anderson only does these deep patterns, right? And Darnold was late on the throw and it was he had all the time in the world but he was late so the ball kind of carried he threw a little duck and when you throw a little duck deep down the field you give uh safety's time to to make their way over there uh they're gonna do that and he lowered his shoulder and just obliterated anderson um but yeah that was something i just jotted down and sanchez was not a fan mark sanchez who called this game was not a fan of darnold to play in this one ryan was fine he forced Pitts a lot. Pitts had a bad drop near the near the goal line on the left side early. He was targeted a lot, but he wasn't able to do anything. Calvin Ridley's gone for who knows how long for mental health reasons, which, man, whatever he needs, the time, all that kind of stuff, that's all you can say is I just hope he gets right. Um, and I hope things work out. But, like, he's a big factor in this offense. And not having him either, not having Julio – just asking a lot for Kyle Pitts, no Russell Gage. Like the Taji Sharp was getting a lot of stuff in this one. Mike Davis is just Mr. 2.5 yards per carry. Cordell Patterson's the most important player on offense. That's weird. Um, the defense also just doesn't make plays. Like they don't pressure Darnold. Darnold has time to sit, but like um, Darnold's not a starting quarterback in this in this league. Like he's he's just not. Um, doesn't really do much of anything. This offense for Carolina without Christian McCaffrey is just depressing like the the falcons are depressing but for their own thing but like i don't know these two teams are just bad uh like it was just a miserable way to spend uh two and a half hours of your sunday afternoon yeah that is uh i don't know man i just don't know like i I feel like the the falcons have no identity like at all well they want to have an identity they want to run the ball they want to be the titans of last year that's what they want they want to take the pressure off they want to do play action stuff they want to make uh ryan's life easier like he had it like they did with Tannehill in tennessee they want to win with defense too but the defense they don't have the players like that's the thing is they don't have the players to do this kind of stuff that he's doing they're like they're doing motion sets with um felipe franks and the defenders aren't following franks on the line of scrimmage because they know that it's just a decoy and not doing anything like it's just they're doing they're running through stuff that just doesn't work with the personnel and it's just uh i don't know it's just depressing yeah i mean it takes a lot it takes a lot of guts to try and say we want to be the titans of last year (laughs) when they have derrick henry and you have who i don't know who's your running mike davis and cordero patterson yeah, that's not that's not it. Mike Davis is not Derrick Henry in any way, shape, or form. No, no, he is not. Um, well, let's get into Derrick Henry because we have some some news items to hit before we we run through these games from this weekend. Um, let's start with Henry. He's out six to ten weeks, foot injury. This was something that like I remember reading, uh, Evan. Like I remember reading Bill Bardwell's piece on ESPN.com on just the all the different stats on like how absurd it is that he is operating on this level and like if he had kept up for a full season what his carry load was it would just like shatter all kinds of records and all that kind of stuff and you're just like yeah this is probably not gonna end well like that was just something i jatted in my head where i'm like everything is predicated on him just being this gigantic outlier like just the outlier of outliers and he is in a lot of ways like to this point he's been fine um now he has the foot injury now it, it finally caught out of caught up to him and this is why like man building your offense around a running back in 2021 like when it's going like this and you have the supernova that is derrick henry i get it it's awesome it's different like that's a cool thing too it's just like it's the one of the best things about titans is they're different to watch and with so much uniformity across the nfl and a lot of pro sports like the nba is like this some nights where it's just like every team's running the same kind of sets and running the same kind of schemes and the titans are just a different watch entirely and that's cool now they're gonna start adrian peterson this weekend and it's just like (laughs) life comes at you fast because the nfl unfortunately is just so harsh on the running back position and they fought it for as long as they could and i know this sounds super doomsday but like i just i'm out of the derrick henry business now like we we hit it we hit the point where it's like okay there it is we found the tipping point for even the most physical of physical freaks i'm out you're you're so the guy got one injury after just being an absolute beast and about to break the single whatever like season rushing record and Mm. you're just like oh he's i'm out i'm getting out ahead of this that is what i'm doing i'm getting out ahead like hold on are you saying like well let's like 
like I need to zone in here. Are you saying that he's never going to be good again, or are you going to say he's now injury prone? I'm going to say he's now in the injury prone status. I'm out. I'm That's getting absurd. out of this as quickly as humanly possible. That's absurd. No, it's not. How many times did Julio Jones get injured? Julio Jones barely plays anymore. He got another scratch this week. I'm talking about Derrick Henry's 27. He turns 28 years old as a running back next year. I'm out now. Like, I am out now. Like, this is it. Like, I do not want him on my team next year. This is over. Like, I am moving on from all of this next year. He's I mean, 28 next year, dude. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like, he is out for the season. You cannot run back and just bank on another season of building around Derrick Henry. Well, first off, I mean... He I had 219 just carries. Just because they pay... He has 1,400 to this point in his career. 1,400 carries. Just because they pay someone a lot of money mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're building a team around him. That's an absurd thing to say. This is a team that has A.J. Brown. This is a team mm-hmm. that has Harold Landry. This is a team that has... Ryan Tannehill. They're not building around a running back just because the running back is very good and they paid him. They're that's you know what I'm saying? Like they're 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 leaning heavily on a very good running back because he's a very good running back that wins them football games. He got injured. Injuries happen. Doesn't mean he's injuries prone, and it doesn't mean that he, the Titans are bad. I didn't say they're bad. I'm just saying it's it's over. Like the the Derrick Henry being a an awesome awesome so much fun to watch running back in this league is over. I'm getting You're betting against Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, done. Like that man, that man's bicep is as as wide as your body. <laughs> like you think that because he got a foot injury, he's he's going to be in, like come on. He's going to be 28 in January as a running back. Yes. This was going to end this year or next year. And I think the Titans knew that because if you look at this, this quote is Derek. uh, uh, This comes from Michael Fabiano, who said Derek Henry's Derek Henry's workload was absolutely concerned starting back in the preseason. The coaches knew Henry getting hurt was very much a possibility. Like they've known that they're playing with house money here to this point like this kind of workload just it always ends for these guys like it always does it's like the father times undefeated running backs getting hurt and then being washed faster than like a blink of an eye that's just that's also just part of the game now listen he played three seasons in college Mm -hmm. right he was a backup his rookie year Mm -hmm. this is not like some guy that's been a just been ran into the ground he absolutely has he's what still very he's still very young he's not he's running back ancient he's been in the nfl for four seasons that's this what i'm saying you, this is why you never extend like i'm terrified if i'm the saints with kamara because it's gonna come one day it's going kamara to come. has had so many more injuries than derrick henry i mean they're kamara's that one year a younger very different situation He's 26. They probably got... Look at Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. And Todd Gurley... Okay, we've got, we've got Adrian Peterson three years ago, because I know he's like 40 now, mm-hmm. was running pretty hard. Okay, I don't think that this whole like running back is dead. Like that's that's like a story of the past, man. The running backs are 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 very much so doing more lately than No, they do the, for four to five years and then it's over. Like you, you, you maximize that first contract when you draft him as a rookie and then you never pay him again. Like you just don't pay running backs after that first contract. You let him go. Yeah, I would I would I would say you don't pay ninety nine point nine percent of running backs. And Derrick Henry's the one you pay. No. And he showed he showed that today. You're literally saying because he got one injury that there's you shouldn't have paid him, he shouldn't exist. Like I would didn't you say, say that. that? Well that's what you're just saying. No, right I'm not now. saying you don't like I shouldn't exist. Like he, he has every no, right to exist. No, it, no, he shouldn't be paid. He shouldn't be he should, I mean should I wouldn't have done it now. That's my philosophy like, though. Like in today's I just if I am running a modern NFL team, like I just I don't I don't care how painful it is at the time to to move on from a running back still performing at the level he did. I let just, me, like, let I just wouldn't pay him. I would. I, I am a 49ers fan. The 49ers mm. have basically picked up running backs from the garbage and turned them <laughs> into thousand-yard rushers. Mm-hmm. To a point, I do agree with you. But I think it's doing Derrick Henry a disservice because he's absolutely one of the best running backs we've seen in a very long time. Don't disagree. And I think, and I say I think it's pretty 
no, since we're trying not to swear, since pretty not dope to to have the guy have an injury where he's not even out for the season. I mean, ten to I mean, was it six to ten weeks? Six, and it's a foot six, injury. Six to ten weeks. He's not going to be we back have... to normal. You think he's he's running the same way he did beforehand? See, like, I, I don't think you hear your own voice. You're talking mm. about this man like he needs to be taken out back and shot. Like, <laughs> no. What? Like, no. Really what you're like, you're like, nope. You're like, the horse broke its leg. It's time to put it down. Like, he's, no. he's got a foot injury. No. He will get the best care in the world. Mm-hmm. He'll have the best physical therapy in the world. And then he's going to come back and be Derek Henry. Disagree. That's It's fine. We, I, we Neither of us can confirm until it happens. But I would just say that... that I mean, my gut tells me it's 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 over. I mean, it's my prediction. I just think it's it's over. That's so dramatic. <laughs> okay, I'm a dramatic okay, so guy. Der- Derek Henry's gonna gonna die. I know. Didn't and, say that. Uh, He's just gonna be Mister Three Point Five Yards Per Carry and like eighteen carries for seventy five, ninety nine yards for a couple more years. And then he's gone. That poor guy. Hopefully, he invested well. He, I hope so too. I hope so too. He was awesome. Like I've enjoyed watching Derrick Henry play football for a really long time. He's awesome to watch. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know, man. Running backs in this league, it's just a murderer's row. Once this happens, um, Saints they lost Jameis Winston for the season. We saw Arians and Sean Payton talk after the game at midfield, and it seems like he confirmed, like yeah, it was an ACL, and Bruce Arians felt bad about it because he obviously coached Jameis. Um, the Saints are five and two. Now, I mean, is it Trevor Simeon the whole way? Do they get Taysom Hill back in this? Like, do they make a trade for Teddy Bridgewater to bring him back in? Do they call? My, my favorite idea is calling Detroit. That's what I'm doing. Bringing in Jared Goff. Like, see if I want to see if Sean Payton can get Jared Goff to another Super Bowl. Like, I want to see if Jared Goff, who I believe has not won a game without Sean McVay. I, I think that's still the, the correct stat there. He has not won a football game without Sean McVay. That is a real thing. Um, and that dates back to the Rams because you're like, oh, well, duh, because he's not on the Rams anymore. But, like, the games that Sean McVay was not there, he did not win. Um, so, with all that being said, I am so curious because the Saints are so strong. Like, you can't waste these Kamara years like we were mentioning with Henry. You can't do it. He's an all-star. You don't even have Michael Thomas back yet. Like, they're doing this without their best player on offense. And, or, excuse me, he's not the best player. Kamara's the best player, but the second best player. Um, Harris has been great. For them they have smith they have harris they have callaway they just brought back ingram their offensive lines elite their defense is elite like their defense shut down tampa on sunday but like this saints team can contend but it's just so weird because i don't even know what you do if you're new orleans and this is such a rare situation to be in awful luck with Jameis. it looked bad with the way his knee bent and on that play but um I don't know. What what do you do if you're uh, New Orleans, and what do you think the Jameis loss for the season means for them? Well, so, I mean, all in all, I don't think the Saints are even that good of a team this year. Oh, wow. You have a good record. Um, and I never thought Jameis was going to be a quarterback that was going to win, like, big games with you anyways. So I never really understood what they were doing with the Jameis trade. Or, like, you know, just having Jameis as a starting quarterback, excuse me. Um I absolutely don't think there's a single quarterback available right now worth giving things up in hopes of, like, you know, what, getting bounced out in the first round? I don't think so. This seems good. This defense is legit. They are built top to bottom, and they don't even have Michael Thomas back yet. So I would take a big swing if I was if I was New Orleans. No, no, no. So you want to take a big swing. There is no big swing to There take. are. Okay, can I give you the list of the big swing options? Yeah, of course. Blaine Gabbard. No, I'm just kidding. Um... So, number one, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are not going anywhere. You could still call That's not a big swing. He's terrible. He's not terrible. He's, uh, no, 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 no. That's not up for debate. He's <laughs> terrible. He has played terrible. They can't get anything out of him, and they've tried. Derek he Carr. He is a bad quarterback. Derek Carr is not going anywhere. Okay. So, you That's think the Raiders good. are committed? Absolutely. Okay. I don't think Derek's that great, but they're yeah, he's, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo aren't going anywhere. Okay. Drew Locke, do you take a chance? I think that you're you're looking at you're you're worried about Brock Osweiler 2.0. Okay. Tua. Why don't you call kind, out Tua? Kind of exciting. One and like, seven. You, but can you really call after he just got injured 
and he's already struggled a little bit, like mm. once again, that's not a big swing. What if that doesn't Matt work? Ryan? <laughs> if Matt Ryan could not be a Falcon right now, he would have been. Oh no, he loves the city and he loves being a Falcon. Um, no, I think the swing is is Jared Goff. I think. I, I could see it happening. I could see them doing that. I mean, it, that's my point. You're 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 They're in gonna trouble. Tra- you're gonna trade for just listen, listen, man. Just accept defeat and roll out Trevor Simeon. I don't. No, the, you can't do that. You cannot burn an Alvin Kamara year because, like, we're one year away from his running back just dominance falling off a cliff. You don't waste precious resources on a team that doesn't have a starting quarterback even when Jameis gets healthy again so you can maximize your Alvin Kamara year? No. Yes, absolutely. It's good for so, the fans. So what? To maybe make the playoffs? And I mean, they're a playoff out? team right now. I would be shocked if they're not a playoff team. This is a 17-week season, bro. There mm-hmm. is a lot of football left. They're good. And they don't, You're downplaying and they the don't Saints. Have J- they don't have Jameis anymore. They were just fine. They just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Trevor Simeon. They just beat Tom Brady with Trevor Simeon. Sean Payton's coach of the year. Lock it up. Like, he's already won it. Like, if they make the playoffs, he's won it with this group. But they don't, if they acquire Jared Goff, like, if they make the playoffs, it is Sean Payton as coach of the year. No question. It's, it's done. Sean Payton, coach of the year. I think I just yawn because I'm so bored of that. Like, bro, like, the Saints are going to win anything. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no You don't know that, out. but the whole point is not you can't do that as a team. And it's not good for the fan base. Yes, You've got to take can. a swing. Yes, you can. You can absolutely go. There are no good options out. Listen, if they could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, that's the move. Go bring him within with the best quarterback coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's the move. But that's not going to happen. Why? Because they're not going to trade him. Hmm. There's a 0.0% chance that they're going to trade him. 0.0. Do you take... What about Mitch Trubisky in, in Buffalo? Well, exa- like, like, listen to yourself, man. <laughs> listen to yourself. Five and three is... I'm just trying to help the Saints. I don't want to see Simeon for the rest of the way. That's really what's happening here, is I just don't want to see that. That's just... You can put any quarterback that could really realistically be available in there... And it won't be that much better than Simeon. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the Rams traded for another player uh, because they are not interested in drafting in the 2022 NFL draft. Like they have what one or two picks I saw next year. It's something preposterous. They have three picks, but okay. two of them are in the sixth round. Incredible. Incredible. Um, they're going for it. Von Miller now a member of this already scary Rams defense led by Raheem Morris falcon legend raheem morris and uh i mean this was kind of overblown by fans it was kind of it kind of reminds me of the jj watt thing where it's like oh yeah he's not playing a 17 game season like this is not finished like this is not jj watt 10 years ago um he's awesome when he's there but like chances are i did not have high hopes for that that signing there and um he's gone but i, I von miller is kind of the same situation where he's in the backside of his career still good still a great player um but you know, he was going to be a free agent at the end of this year. The The Broncos were not going to sign him. They got a couple picks for him and late round picks for that matter. Um, he just, he adds depth and he adds more, uh, more options for this Rams defense as they're just, they're going all in, man. Cronky and um, this group, they just, they really want to ring this year. They are going all, all in to win a championship this year. What do, what do you make of the trade? So first off, I stopped myself. Look Mm -hmm. at that progress. Mm -hmm. No swearing. No swearing for me. Uh, It's it's. I'm not a fan. It's insane to me. The 49ers this year. Oh wait, are you saying you're not a fan from a 49er fan perspective, or just in a general NFL analyst perspective? Oh no, from a 49ers fan. Okay, it's 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 not fair. But no, the 49ers drafted Aaron Banks mm-hmm. and Ambry Thomas with the essentially which is the picks that the Rams gave up for Von Miller. These are two players that the 49ers are healthy scratching right now at positions in which they've had injuries and need help. 
and are still healthy scratching. So one, we joke about the picks and the Rams not having any picks, but sometimes I you might you might just give up some picks for what for you know Von Miller who now gets to play with the best defensive player in the NFL. So yeah, I you know it's a great move on the Rams. I am in a I am struggling right because I don't want the Rams to win the Super Bowl. But I kind of want Matt Stafford to win a Super Bowl, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I can root for Matt Stafford. He's always been a very likable guy. Unfortunately, had to play in Detroit for a very long time. And I think it would be really kind of cool for Matt Stafford to win a ring and kind of look at the Lions and be like, you ruined Calvin Johnson's career. But I got out and I won a Super Bowl. I just want it for my preseason prediction because I had Rams um, Brown in the Super Bowl this year. Well, you were very wrong about the Browns. I tried telling you that, but you didn't want to listen. We're not done. It's a long year, like you said. Like you said. Oh, it's a, it's a long year now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 it's a long year whenever I, I want to make that point uh, to yeah, benefit I, me. I know. I just, well, I just wanted you to say it out loud. <laughs> uh, Flores is apparently not worried about uh, his job at one and seven, Evan. No, you know, he... I loved his answer. I mm-hmm. loved his answer. And I honestly like was so impressed by his answer. They go, worried about your job. And he goes, I'm worried about making the players on my team better and helping them be better football players. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about my job security. And listen, is Flores, you know, in the, in the end, the right coach? Who knows? Mitch, is he going to get fired? Maybe. But, you know, at least he's saying the right thing. And sometimes saying the right thing as you've kind of listened to Matt Nagy and you've listened to Dan Campbell and others and you go, sometimes it's it's great to just hear coaches say the right thing. He's like, listen, my job is to help make these players better. It's not my job to worry about my my job stability. I love that. I agree. And he's a likable dude. And it's just everything's gone bad for him this year. Um a lot of some of it's out of his control but one of the things he has to own and unfortunately this is just the case with a lot of these defensive minded head coaches in the nfl and they run into this problem if they make the wrong coordinator pick it's over and he made two bad coordinator choices he hired gailey last year and he hired um a co or like a co-offensive coordinator situation like it's college football or something with Susville and um george godsey and it's gotten worse so it's just been a like he just handed the offensive keys to just bad coordinators and you can't whiff back-to-back ocs when you're a defensive-minded guy you just uh you can't do it um we're seeing that a little bit with minnesota with mike zimmer going with uh clint kubiak uh, mr kubiak's son um you have pete carroll struggling with that in seattle of late and finally moving on from schottenheimer like it's just really hard when these i mean vic fangio has gotten wrong a couple times um steve wilkes made a horrible coordinator choice and he was out after one year in arizona um it's just an offensive driven league when these defensive minded coaches come in and they just don't nail the offensive coordinator hire they're in trouble and they're in trouble quick um that's why it's always generally speaking better to hire offensive minds at this point because at least you know um that that that's their bread and butter so if you lose an oc it's not the end of the world because the, the head coach is a good offensive mind but if you lose a dc it's like who cares we can always find another capable dc somewhere um i don't know we'll see what happens with brian flores down the stretch here the last thing before we run through these games and uh this weekend evan russell wilson got the pin removed from his finger are you excited the return three and five i mean russell like, wilson is he gonna bring the seahawks back or are you thinking they're turning the quarter after beating the, the jags down this weekend i i don't know man mm-hmm. i think the i think they have a pretty bad team but i was really impressed even though it was the jags i understand first home win of the year who had the the seahawks not winning a home football game until november 1st i just want to know why is urban meyer still an nfl head coach I mean, he's very early into his tenure. Like, he's not like he, he's going to have to just quit. Like, that's going to be one of those where he has to he has get to quit. rid of Urban Meyer. They might at the end of the year. They might at the yeah. end of the year. But um, either way, I don't know. We're going to have to see when Russell Wilson comes back, first and foremost. I still think their roster's trash. 
Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know. The Seahawks are in for a rude awakening. I won. I would like to, as a, as a petty fan, mm-hmm. as a Pacific Northwest right. uh, individual, I would like to point out mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's been gone for two games, right? Seahawks fans mm-hmm. and see and like literally like news reporters and and writers and all of these things in Seattle have given the 49ers fans so much shit. Sorry. For giving giving the 49ers so much uh guff if you will, um talking about how the stadium is empty, or there's not a lot of fans there when like it would be like an 80 degree game out and the fans are just in the concourse cuz there was so much sun. It was literally like a perfect 65-degree day, sunny, yesterday in Seattle, and half the stadium was empty. The fans gave up on that team, the, the 12, right? The best fans in the world. Mm, that's a good reenactment of a Seattle fan. And, and one and a half games. That's how long it took for this spoiled town to give up on their football team. I was at the 49ers game in the pouring rain pouring rain i've never been rained on so much in my life i've never been so wet in my life and that that stadium was so loud it is pathetic seattle fans are frauds their team sucks (laughs) plaid's stupid chewing gum is for for weirdos How was Corvallis this weekend? Bad loss at home on uh, on Saturday night. Corvallis, what? The, the Beavs. They had a bad home loss. They were in the driver's seat for the Pac-12 North, and they go down. Upset loss do, to Cal. They got blown up by Cal at home. I do not pay attention to the... Yeah, I don't pay attention to the high school football team, Oregon State Beavers. I don't Yikes. care. Yikes. They, they are a nobody... Yikes. Uh, Drive-by football. for the Beavs. Yeah, no, we don't. They're beating the Ducks this year. Okay. Jonathan Smith is—he's the real deal. I like—I like some Jonathan Smith. Uh, Mister, what's his name? Bryson? No, what's the running back's name? It's been good. BJ Price. Yeah, yeah. Who? What is the run? No one cares. No one cares. He's been really good. Over two hundred yards, multi. Why am I blanking on this dude's name? I'm blanking on his name. Buxton? I don't know. Sorry, Oregon State fans. Um, well, let's run through uh, what happened this weekend. Mr. Swords. Uh, we got Packers on Thursday. Uh, Packers 24, Cardinals 21. Did we learn anything about either team in this one? I mean, I think we learned... We learned something about the Packers. They're, they're good. They're a lot better this year than I had imagined. I mean, the Packers are pretty impressive. They're beating good teams. Are they a contender for you? Are they in that group? Do you think that this is a group that can get over the hump in the last year of Aaron Rodgers? I mean, listen, I'm a 49ers fan. I'll never be able to say they're an actual contender because they always choke in the big games. That said, I think they're better than this year than they have been the last couple of years. And I think the the talent level for these playoff contending teams isn't as strong this year as it was last year. Hmm. The, the Chiefs are nowhere to be found. The 49ers are barely hanging on. Uh, the Cowboys had another DAC injury. You know, the the Chargers show a lot, and then sometimes they don't at all. The Bucks just lost to Trevor Simeon. Um, you know, so, like, I think if, if ever there was a, a year for a team to kind of slide in and win the Super Bowl the, the way that the Eagles did, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking this is the year. There you go. There you go. Um, Jets 34, Bengals 31. Did we learn anything about either of these teams in this one? Yeah. The <laughs> Bengals suck. Okay. They're frauds. Weird loss. It was a really weird loss. The defense really imploded. Like, Jameson Crowder and Michael Carter did everything. Like, they, they Michael Carter got, like, a billion targets in this one. Um, the Bengals defense is not good. Like, Burrow had a good game. Um, he hit all the right targets. Mixon had a good game on the ground. But, like... This was really just uh, weirdly what? officiated, and then they just had no answer to, uh, in the secondary and in the flats for. Uh, you don't stop Mike White. You that's true. To contain him. That is no, true. No, but I mean, like the 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 Bengals let the Bengals one of the best defenses in the NFL let the New York Jets score seventeen points in the fourth quarter. Your New York Jets. 
my yeah the 49ers east mm-hmm. you're um, new york jets you know i i i uh joe burrow's played really good football this year um you know obviously jamar chase is a very exciting uh receiver mm-hmm. but the the Bengals aren't there yet they might be next year with a good with a good offseason but they're not there yet they're close um Bills 26, Dolphins 11, three TDs for Josh Allen. Another anemic offensive performance for the Dolphins. Um, Bills didn't have to do much, but I think people have weirdly jumped off the Bills now. Like, oh, they're struggling with the Dolphins. What uh, The AFC's wide open. I'm like, the Bills have still been awesome all year, and it's not like they lost this game. Um, friend of the pod, Dan Rubenstein of the Solid Verbal, has this thing where he's like, uh, gotta win your clunkers. And this is something that everyone, I think, overlooks. I think it's a great thing that he mentions. Of just like great teams have clunkers. And what separates great teams from average teams is like you win those. The ones where you're like, why are they playing 20 to 20 to the Jaguars midway through the fourth? Like what's going why on here? It, so can you explain to me why you think the Buffalo Bills played a clunker here? I mean, staying with the, the Dolphins for as long as they did. Um, okay, so let's, so let's, let's, let's pay attention. Mm-hmm. The Miami Dolphins scored three points until the fourth quarter where they then scored their first touchdown. Of this was the tied game. at the half. I understand that. It was 10 to three going into the fourth. I understand that, but it's the Buffalo Bills are going to score points. It's mm. going to happen no matter what, right? And so when I look at it and I see that the defense held them to three points until the last second when they scored a touchdown and went for two, that's not a clunker. It's a clunker. It's not a clunker. I just ran the numbers, Mr. Swartz. It's a clunker. They beat them by two, two scores, two touchdowns. Clunker. So we agree. Clunker. Clunker. I feel like Jerry Seinfeld right now. Um, Steelers, 15. Browns, 10. Now, this is a losing of a clunker right here for the Cleveland Browns. You want to be taken seriously? You want to be a contender? You don't lose to Ben Roethlisberger in this way. You don't lose to a group where, like, Najee Harris ran for, like, 3.2 yards per carry in this one. They didn't do anything offensively. The Steelers are still not good. The Browns are just... Uh, one target, one catch for Odell Beckham. Jarvis Landry had a bunch of targets, but he didn't really do much. Nobody got loose on the outside for them. They ran okay, but Baker was just not as accurate self. And I don't know, man. They're just depressing. Like I don't, I don't understand the Browns whatsoever. They're the biggest, just I don't get it team in the AFC for me right now. Well, you don't get the Browns because you weren't listening to me when I explained it. Mm-hmm. The Browns are not as good as everyone talks about. Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback. He's not mm. anything special. Like, people are begging and pleading for the Browns to be a Super Bowl contender, and they're just not. Mm. Like, and I gotta say, the only person on, on in the offense that they've actually been able to get production out of that is talented is their running back. Mm-hmm. Like, David Njoku is a really, really athletic, really good tight end. Odell Beckham's Odell Beckham. Like, they've got Odell Beckham running decoys. I think we might need to, like, take a look and see if maybe this offensive, you know, game plan week week in and week out of the Browns is not as impressive as we, you know, might have thought. The Browns are still a really uninspiring team to me. Hmm. They still got time to figure it out. They got time. I'm not panicking. I'm not jumping ship. They're my Super Bowl team in before the year. I'm not jumping ship just yet. I believe in Baker. Give me a couple more weeks, Baker. Um, Eagles 44, Lions 6. Kind of a pre- like this was something I thought about when I was going through this game. I'm like, this is just preposterous. You see this in college all the time, but this is not a score you see in the NFL very often. Um, Lions just get pulverized. I don't think the Lions are winning a football game this year. On their way to the number one overall pick. Oh. The- how would interesting would that be if the Detroit Lions were the only team in the NFL to ever not win a game twice? One was 16 <laughs> games and one was 17 games. That would be the most Detroit Lions stat of right. all time. I mean, it's bad, dude. Like, this team's awful across the board. And I think the thing that was keeping them afloat for a little bit was Dan Campbell just got these dudes to fight hard and buy in. But now we're nearing the midway point in the season and losing wears on you. And it's bad. No one believes in golf. Golf hasn't won a game without McVay. This team sucks. And I just, the Eagles are not good. And the Eagles just blew you out 44 to 6. I just, 
Man, Lions fans don't deserve this. This is, I mean, at least they got the Spartans this year. Spart- undefeated Spartans, Michigan, one loss. like Just beat Harbaugh. Yeah, so at least they have that. But outside of that, man, Detroit Lions football is, it's in bad, bad shape. And I don't, you, you, you joke about Urban Meyer being gone, but like, Dan Campbell, if he goes 0-17, you can't bring him back. Like, you just can't. Like, that's not going to be a Hugh Jackson situation up there. We were just racking up, like, five for 43 over four years. But, like, what? I don't know. Like, how do you bring back Campbell if you go 0-17? I mean... It's Rod Marinelli. Like, you can't do it. I don't know. I don't I don't know that you do. I don't think you do. But you got to see what is available. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of inspiring uh, head coaches uh, this year. Yeah. As far as so we'll see. But uh yeah, not inspiring. Rams thirty eight, Texans twenty two. Davis Mills had a better game this week, um, all things considered, but uh I don't know. Who do you think's worse? That's something I wrote down. Texans or the Lions. If you like they, unfortunately they don't play this year, because that would be a delight. I think if they played if the you play, if they played ten times, I think they probably tied nine of them. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I don't know who's worse. No, I do think I do think that the Lions are the better team. The Lions I think I agree. much hard, much harder than the Texans have this year. I think I've seen it. We talked about it, but yeah, I mean, they're both terrible. There's no real like. It's like you know, it, we don't need to decide which one is better. They're no. both terrible. Um, Titans thirty four, Colts thirty one. Carson Wentz just he giveth he taketh completely different game than what we saw against your 49ers last week um he struggles the Colts blow a big lead um something I thought about though all that being said Michael Pittman goes off Jonathan Taylor had a crazy run in this one um I think the Colts are still winning the AFC South I think that's where I'm at I think they're actually gonna figure they figured some stuff out and I think they're they should have won this one the Titans losing Derrick Henry for basically the year. I I think this is the Colts division, and I would not be surprised if they win it. I sometimes just don't get you, man. Do you know who they play the next two weeks? Yeah, I do, but it's not the point. Like, you will go to battle for some of the weirdest situations. <laughs> like, like I just didn't – there's no rhyme or reason. Like, did you not watch Carson Wentz's – throw at the end of the game it was dumb i've got nothing your honor i had nothing more i i I mean i agree with that i'm not gonna argue with you on that front but i mean he's just weird like he's so inaccurate he's 27 to 51 in this one two picks three tds but jonathan taylor is great Pittman, 10 receptions 86 yards two tds i don't know i just think they have a lot of a lot of talent um, and I would not be surprised if they uh, figure it out. I just, I don't know. It's not saying much to come back and win the AFC South. It's the worst division in football. Um, Both pretty terrible. Patriots 27, Chargers 24. Your Justin Herbert, love. He is falling off a cliff in LA. Four and three Chargers. Super Bowl contenders no more. The Pats could have won this game by a lot more. This for me was uh, the biggest surprise of the weekend. What about you? I mean,. I think the Pats are playing a lot better this year than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones is able to just kind of be, you know, that boring QB that's enough. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about Justin Herbert or the Chargers. Not at all? No. Okay. Uh, let me just say this, and I think that, that this is should be self-evident. There are... Like, you know how at the beginning of season, sometimes, like, good teams will lose, bad teams will win, the record doesn't make sense, some players just, you know, takes teams to start going. Like, we're in week seven now, or whatever, week nine, I don't even, like, whatever it is, like, this is week eight, right? We're still there. Like, there's been some games that make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Saints beating the Buccaneers, like, that's a week two-ass game. Right, like that's that's what that's a week two game. Like that just doesn't make sense. The Bengals losing to the Jets, that's a week week three game. That's when teams are still trying to figure stuff out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's when I, I just I, I think that uh, I think the season is still forming. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, Cowboys 20, Vikings 16. The fire zimmer stuff is strong. Minnesota Twitter is just in shambles during these oh, games. Oh, it is depressing. Friend of the pod, Eric Thompson. Just shout out to you, man. Uh, come on the pod this week if you want to hash this stuff out. But my friend, it is... This is losing to Cooper Rush. Like, this is... Mm. I don't know if this is rock bottom, but it certainly feels like it, right? It certainly feels like it. Saints, 36 bucks, 27 We talked about that. Uh, Broncos, though. The game no one watched, even Broncos and Washington football team fans. Broncos, 17, Washington, 10. Von Miller traded after this one. Um, Washington is just quietly helpless. They're dodging all kinds of shade because they're just irrelevant and they're not incompetent to the extent that like the Lions and the Texans are so they're in the Jaguars they're missing that kind of shade Washington's a terrible watch and they're bad across the board and Ron Rivera right now he's avoiding that heat he's avoiding the heat right now this Washington team's awful and I don't see it getting any better obviously the quarterbacks the stuff but like this is what happens when you go into the year betting on Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Henneke. Like, what are you doing? This is not how you go into a QB room uh, in 2021 in the NFL season. You can't do it. comes back to bite you. Um, last one, Seahawks 31, Jags 27. I thought Geno Smith was good. He had a lot of good throws in this one. Trevor Lawrence is just literally reenacting the Andrew Luck rookie season to a T. Um, I, I don't know if that's good or bad. 54 passes for him in this one is pretty bonkers. Um, this is not the same Seahawks defense that uh, would have made that a lot more difficult in years past, but they're letting him rip. They're letting him figure it out and learn through failure and learn through getting his brains beat in and throwing picks and missing a lot of completions. But, yeah, I don't know. The Things are bad in Jacksonville, and Trevor Lawrence is just figuring it out. But there was an onside kick touchdown for this one, which is always one of the more aesthetically pleasing things you can see in a football game. I mean... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what is your most aesthetically pleasing play in a football game? Play? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's illegal for me to say this, but I think a fade route, when it works, is gorgeous. Ooh. Uh, it is also the play that single-handedly ruined two Super Bowls for me, so. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's, I think it only looks aesthetically pleasing because it never works. So you're just, right. you, you overcompensate. You're like, that was gorgeous. And you're like, that wasn't gorgeous. It just never happens. No, 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 no. It is gorgeous. There is something beautiful about a perfectly placed ball that just goes outside of reach of the defender. I, I think that that is a visually appealing uh, play for sure. But I will also say, uh, this is a little homerish of me, but the Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Juszczyk wheel route, is a very visually pleasing thing when you see a fullback 15 yards up the field completely on his own like no defender around him catching dimes it's pretty pretty fun to watch mm. there you go all right well are you ready to run through this week's game sir i am indeed we shall start with the jets and colts Oh, God. Is this the Thursday night game? Yeah. You remember, hey, you're all in on the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're winning this game. Are you going Jets here? I mean, am I going Mike White here, I think is the real question. <laughs> is he back? Is, you know, is Wilson still and, gone? And you know what? If this was a swearing podcast, mm. I'd you know what I'd say. But I'm take, taking Mike White and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders and Giants. Oh my God. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders too, but I don't feel great about it. I don't feel about it great about these games. Not uh, good. The, the Falcons and Saints. Another oh, sad, depressing uh, game. I don't. Uh, is this Trevor Simeon versus Matt Ryan in the court? Oh goodness. Um, Saints, but I would not be surprised if the Falcons are in this late. Okay. Six and two Saints. And you're like, they shouldn't do anything. They should just go with Trevor Simeon down the they're stretch. Playing the, they're playing the Falcons. They're going to be 12 and two, and you're like, I just wouldn't go in. I just, uh, I wouldn't do anything. I would just stand pat. Yeah, what, is, what was the Steelers' record last year? They're not the Steelers. 
You're right. The Steelers had... <laughs> no, they don't have a quarterback. They're the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders-Giants. I got the Raiders. I, I did Not the Raiders. Not saying much. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Giants are bad. They're quite uh, bad. Okay. And... Bills-Jaguars. That's a layup. That is a Bills Browns victory. Bengals. Ooh. This is a must-win game for Cleveland. They fall behind low 500 if they lose this, correct? I am taking your Cincinnati Bengals. I am taking the Browns because I think if they lose this one, things are really, really doom and gloom. This is... I mean, they cannot fall to 4-5 and five here. Patriots and Panthers. The Patriots are on a bit of a win streak? Yeah, I just watched the Panthers and Sam Darnold play football for 60 minutes. Um, the Patriots give me the pats. Panthers are bad. Broncos, Cowboys. Ooh, Cowboys easily. Is Dak back? They could beat the this Broncos team without Dak. Vikings, Ravens. I am absolutely taking the Ravens. Ravens, yeah. Oh, man, not a good Tex- 1 o'clock slate this week. Texans, Dolphins. Oh, I'm my taking goodness. the Dolphins, but God, get this game away from me. I guess Dolphins. You know what? I'm going to go Texans here. I think I like the Texans' offense more. Chargers-Eagles. I'm taking the Chargers. I will say nothing more about it. I guess I'll take the Chargers here. I don't feel great about it, though. Packers-Chiefs. Ooh, this is good. Like this. 425 slot. Um, Give me the Packers. All right. I will also take the Packers. Cardinals-49ers. I'm taking the 49ers, but only because Kyler's most likely not playing. Who is their backup? Uh, Matt Barkley? Is it Matt Barkley? Okay. No, I think it's it's some 49ers backup. Was Matt Barkley a 49er? Yeah, he was. I don't remember that at all. I remember him in Buffalo and Philadelphia. I don't remember him in San Francisco. Um, was he on the Super Bowl team? Uh, no. Well, I think he might have been that year, but he got cut. Hmm. Um, give me the Cardinals here. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Titans Rams, where I will be in attendance. Oh, you're going Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. This is, I mean, you know, the Sunday night people are pissed. Like they are one week away from having Henry in this one. Um, I mean, I guess it's something to have Peterson there for his NFL return, but, uh, no, give me the Rams pick. I will be taking the Bears and Steelers. Oh, excuse me. I will be taking the Rams. I am on the Bears and Steelers. Okay. Give me the Bears. Bears showed some stuff this week. Steelers are bad. I, I don't buy any of this. I think it's going to be low scoring. Steelers ugly. are bad. I think the Bears I are say, bad. I did say the 49ers because they obviously kind of struggled in the first half. The 49ers make bad teams look good. So mm. I don't I don't think the Bears are that Falcons good. do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that do we hit everything? We did. We hit everything. I like it. I like it. Um, Mr. Swords, anything you'd like to add as we wrap up our Monday night show? Uh, drink water. Drink water. Okay. Drink water because it's good for the body, and give five star reviews to the Chase Thomas podcast because it's good for Chase's mind. Well, something just oh, that it is good for my mind, but like it's just a good thing to do, right? Like it's just what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. Like that's just the thing that you do after you listen to our podcast is you do that thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I agree. Evan, thank you so much for making the time. Per usual, my friend, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I will talk to you next week. All right, sir. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.